0: Hello and welcome to episode one of series one of our brand new podcast Match It and the Other Guy Now we haven't really got much of an idea of direction where we're going to go with this podcast Beyond the fact we are sitting on the porch at my place in Lake Wiley in Charlotte And all we're going to do is really have a chat about something And if there's one thing I believe the COVID crisis has taught us is that there is a great need to get together, however that's achieved, and just have a chat. So we want to thank you very much and you're very welcome to join us as we sit here and have a chat. So however you consume your podcasts, whether it's at home or in the car or on the train or wherever it is, you're very welcome and we hope you'll come along with us on every episode. Now, you know who I am. I'm Matchett. Used to work in Formula One, used to work as a Ferrari mechanic, used to work in TV. Now, I'm not really sure about an awful lot of things. And the other guy is Kevin. So, Kevin, what are we going to talk about today?
1: We're going to talk about what I think would be a good topic right now is Halloween. We're coming up on Halloween, and I think it's a good good time to reflect on maybe the traditions that you had as compared to what I grew up with and, and... how things compare and contrast.
0: Yes, so for those who may be unfamiliar with me and or Kevin, as the other guy, <laughs> uh, Kevin, you're an American. I am. Now, I am an American, but not through birth, uh, but through choice had so taking naturalized citizenship, but my accent may give away that in fact I was born in England. So yes, we have very different backgrounds. I have to say that Halloween in England in my childhood, and you know, I'm late 50s, coming up on 60 now, so you can figure that out in terms of how long ago. In terms of my childhood, Halloween was, wasn't really celebrated at all. My no. my sort of yeah, my sort of grasp of Halloween, um, trick or treating, for example, this all came from watching American TV over in England, frankly. And my first introduction to trick or treat would be through Charles Schultz snoopy cartoons quite frankly yeah but we never really we didn't really celebrate it i mean it was october the 31st uh um and then it was the next day and um that was about it really but now the younger generations are so familiar with with halloween of course it is celebrated in england in the same way it's celebrated in the states but what are your childhood memories of halloween
1: well, obviously, it's probably like what you've, you've seen, you know, in the, in the media and such like that. You know, being, uh, being over here and such is, you know, you got dressed up in whatever character and yeah. you went out trick-or-treating and yeah. it's, it's as far back as I remember for sure because uh, I was born in 69 and I can remember, you know, from my earliest days of remembering going out and, and doing the
0: costumes and such like that. Now, when you talk about costumes, I'm going to guess that a lot of those costumes would have been made by parents for their kids. You know, s- scary spider costumes <laughs> or whatever it be, you know, um, um, spooky ghosts or whatever it would be, but uh, was there a possibility of buying those costumes as well?
1: Yeah, actually, during my time, that's that's pretty much what you did. You, yeah. went, uh, you went to the, the store and there was this wall of these boxed costumes. And they were they were made by this company I believe called Ben Cooper, as right. best I recall, and they were they were in these boxes and had a little cellophane window, with the mask, and it was everything from, uh, the Six Million Dollar Man to Fred Flintstone to <laughs> Land of the Lost, uh,
0: oh wow, yeah, whatever
1: was the, the cultural thing of the time, and of course they yeah. changed over the years, but it was just that was a magical time going and, and seeing that wall of costumes and picking something out.
0: Yeah, and what was your, can you remember what your first costume was? What were your first memories of Halloween as a... I was thinking
1: about that just the other day. Um, Really, I think it might have been Woody Woodpecker. I'm not sure. (laughs) Uh, I have a picture of me wearing a Fred Flintstone one, but in the picture, I'm I'm old enough to where I would have trick-or-treated a few years prior to that, I can just tell. Um, But Woody, I think, is the one I can remember barely going back as maybe a first
0: so forgive my ignorance here of, of Halloween traditions in, in in America but that's kind of what we're talking about here did you did you always go out with pair or you always sort of you know chaperoned around the around the town or around the neighborhood or was it the bunch of kids just went out on their own on the bikes
1: no it was uh it was with, with my, I'm sure everyone's a little bit different in your neighborhood and such like that like you know if you had a lot of kids in the neighborhood and I always went out with my pretty much my mom I don't remember my dad really ever going yeah but it was uh once it kind of got dark we'd already eaten dinner and it's put on the costume now it's dark let's kind of head on out and we tromp the neighborhood for however <laughs> bit of time um but it's funny, I mean, if you see, like, the, the speaking of Charles Schultz, the Peanuts cartoon, yeah. the, the Halloween special, yeah. you know, it's a bunch of young kids out on their own. Of course, you never see adults in in those cartoons anyway.
0: Yeah, but, so uh, you never hear them. I mean, as, a, as an aside, you never hear adults talking at no, Charles no, Schultz, which has Schultz, been a
1: good touch, yeah. I think.
0: Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. And and it was always pretty much at the same time, I'm guessing, right? So at, at sundown or as as it became night, at that time of year, so we're talking... 6 p.m. 7 p.m. Maybe. Yeah, if the time had already
1: changed nowadays. Yeah, they. I think. Yeah, you almost see like Halloween happens and then the time changes. Like I think this year it's the next day or something like that or that evening. Um, but yeah, pretty much we'd finish dinner and then then head out. And yeah. I'm not sure how how long or how far we go. It's it,
0: it's been <laughs> been
1: a few few sleeps since then.
0: But uh,
1: you know we yeah. go around and and just just trick or treat you know with mom.
0: Yeah, and come back with you know these huge bags of. I would call them sweets in England, candy in, in, in the States. And and were they all sort of Halloween specials? I mean, I can remember, I've seen on TV things like, um, you know, Halloween dentures, teeth, and that sort, sort of thing. You're supposed to enjoy eating. Sounds revolting. But I haven't really, haven't really got a sweet tooth piece. So I, much of this candy would be lost on me.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's been lots of things that kind of been invented since since my day. You know, they have like wax vampire teeth and all these kind of things like that. And, you know, but we, you know, we would go out and, you know, if you got, you hit the home runs if you got like a Reese's cup or a Snickers or an Almond Joy or something like that. That yeah. was anything, all the chocolate family was usually pretty good. <laughs>
0: Yes. Well, and 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 did I mean were you supposed to eat them all that night, or, or oh, did, did parents that. sort of you know, make sure that you only had one a one a day for the next six weeks? Or something.
1: I don't remember being rationed, but I didn't go too crazy. I always there was always that magic moment too when you dumped it out, you know, when you got home on the floor and, right. and kind of would sort it. I like to sort them, you know, put all my Reeses in one pile and whatever. And uh, of course, yeah. I have to have let mom have some, you know, a little bit, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, but, you're a great organizer anyway, aren't you? you like to organize. Well, I try. Yeah.
1: But I always remember my mom liked black licorice and I didn't, so that was always an easy <laughs> easy one. See, there I do go. like
0: licorice. if there was licorice on offer, I would have enjoyed that. Yeah,
1: it didn't show up very often, but occasionally
0: mm. there'd be something in there that was licorice, so I would gladly gladly share those. But yeah. uh, So we, we didn't really celebrate Halloween, most, most definitely not in the way that it's celebrated um, in America. And I'll tell you the thing uh, that the, in, in latter years that still surprises me, but in a very good way, is the, the the ongoing tradition in the States that adults where they've you know costumes and 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 go to work, you know, on, on in Halloween. You know, I've seen that. Hey, I, I all my medical knowledge comes from watching episodes of of Scrubs, and I've seen on Scrubs where the nurses dress in their Halloween costumes and go to work. So, and that still happens in the states, right? People believe, dress up.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it does. I yeah. haven't been in a in a corporate office environment in some yeah. time. Yeah. but um, yeah, I remember. You know, like I, I remember one time our department we did a whole thing where like our manager was uh, old old mother hubbard or the old woman that lives in a shoe <laughs> and we were all the mischievous children so we created all these costumes and i oh, remember cool, yeah. each department like did a theme i think yeah. one was like the adams family and then we were the the kids in the shoe and and we did a parade and stuff and they they judged us and yeah, i think we won you know prizes and stuff like that so that made your workday fun you yeah. know add a little something to it and was was interesting you but know. Uh, yeah we didn't really do it at school though you know it's I think some schools might do it, like they have little kids' parades and stuff like that. Oh, yes, growing okay. up, I, yeah, growing up, I don't remember really doing anything like that. You know, it was always that night you came back and got ready.
0: Yes. I, I, yeah, I have a feeling, for, again, from watching Charles Schultz, or reading the cartoons and, and seeing the animations, I have a feeling the kids used to used to go to school wearing those costumes. But, you know, I'm basing that on my knowledge of American TV, not first-hand knowledge. So, Yes, we never really, in England, never really celebrated Halloween, uh, as I said, but uh, what we do celebrate, which is very close to Halloween, is Guy Fawkes Night, or Bonfire Night, which is the 5th of November. And that would be you know our version of Halloween. Quite frankly, it was always a nighttime activity. It was always wintery and cold, and mm-hmm. right around the same time. I yeah, guess, yeah, yeah, clear, pl- clear, Six story nights. You know. And uh, um, the tradition was to have a small bonfire. You know, a big, a bonfire, a big campfire, effectively. And um, uh, we would uh, burn in effigy Guy Fawkes. And if you're unfamiliar with the Guy Fawkes story, uh, Guy Fawkes. Um, attempted to, if I get this right, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about my history lessons from when I was a kid. Guy Fawkes attempted to blow up the House of Lords in England when I think James I was on the throne, King James I, in 1605. This is how long this tradition has been going on. And, um, well, for better or worse, depending on one's point of view and politics, Uh, Guy Fawkes and his conspirators were apprehended before but only moments before I think um, uh, Guy Fawkes could light the dynamite and blow up the House of Lords So he was captured And um, the celebration of Guy Fawkes is really the imprisonment and eventual torture and killing Execution of Guy Fawkes And it's a celebration of the fact that uh, James I survived So of course all of this was lost on us as kids and remember, this is 1605, so it's been going on every year, literally, for centuries. Oh, wow. England, yeah. right? For centuries. Um, so I remember as a, as a kid, all, all of my school pals, we would make uh, an effigy of Guy Fawkes known as a Guy a guy, and it was basically an old pair of jeans and a sweatshirt or a T-shirt, stuff with straw or newspaper, and then you'd sort of form a form a head out of a, a soccer ball, a football, or out of paper, whatever it was. You know, just a, I mean, nothing, uh, nothing fancy. But then, as kids, we would push the guy, the, the guy, uh, around in an old pram or a wheelchair or a pushchair or whatever we had. You know, whatever you could get your hands on. And rather than trick or treat him, we would knock on neighbours' door a neighbour's doors and ask for um, a penny for the guy, a penny for the guy. So somewhat similar in tradition. Very, I, I would say so, absolutely. And so, you know, if our neighbors were generous enough to give us a few pennies um, or a few shillings, we would then spend these on, on sweets, on, on candy, of course, and also uh, on fireworks, because unlike in the States, November the 5th is, is uh, England's opportunity to set off fireworks. Um, so we would do that and of course the other thing I I was thinking now you've just jogged my memory we would have this talking about sweets candy we would have this bonfire toffee and it was it was very hard I mean it was rock hard and it looked like stained glass but it was very dark with lots of treacle in it and um, you used to have to have literally a hammer it was known as a toffee hammer Wow, because you was used to break this toffee out of, and this that's good for kids' jaws. Yeah. <laughs> and, and honestly, Kevin, when you looked at these shards of bonfire toffee, this jet black thick toffee, the shards, the shards of the toffee, they looked like shards of broken glass. I mean, you had to be so careful, so careful when you're eating it because it was it was very very sharp. Well, and curiously. Thinking about this bonfire toffee now, it was known as all sorts of different things. I always used to know it as bonfire toffee or Guy Fawkes toffee. Um, but remember, sort of Britain is made up of you know, England, Scotland, Ireland, Wales, and, and all of these nations have their own version of it, I'm sure. But I have seen it referred to as Clagum. Clagham, I think this is a Welsh huh. term. Okay. Now, when I think of uh, my Formula One friend and uh, former colleague in our broadcast, David Hobbs, when he talked about clag at the side of the track, which was the rolled yep. up pieces of rubber, exactly, I yep. wonder whether or not that's <laughs> that's actually where David Hobbs got clag from for the from for for the tire debris because it looked like these shards of bonfire toffee. David probably doesn't even know himself where he got that from, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a connection between. Pieces of racing rubber tire at the side of a racetrack. And this rock <laughs> rock hard toffee, what I was always used to know as bonfire toffee. Yeah.
1: And in the States, I mean, our, our main, th- main thing with toffee is, is the Heath Bar, which right. is, you know, I think a Hershey product or something um, okay. like that. It's very, okay. very very mainstream. But really, that's kind of all we have is an option. I'm sure there's many out there and, and such like that. But that's what we're, you know, kind of offered here.
0: Yeah, so... The, the idea of a, of a toffee hammer is a non-starter in the States. No, not that I know of. Yeah. I wonder whether or not if you went on... It would be an interesting night. Let's have a look on eBay and see whether or not we're giving find a bonfire toffee. Uh, hammer, bonfire toffee hammer. I bet, I bet they're there. I remember them. Good. If you, if, you, if you purchased a tin of toffee when I was 9, 10, 11 years old, so let's say in the middle of the 1970s, you would have this little hammer... It was about six inches long, and the head of the hammer would be about three inches long, you know. But it was, his sole purpose was to, was to break up the rock hard. Well, that's a new one on me. Rock hard toffee, yeah.
1: So, what, uh, I was kind of curious, you know, talking about the Halloween and stuff, what kind of candies that y'all had there that were similar to what we had and, and such like that. Like, you know, again, getting like a Reese's Cup was a yes. big deal or a Snickers or something like that, you know, that kind of was Yes.
0: Well, standard. Um, you know that I haven't got a sweet tooth, so I'm far from expert on, on chocolates and sweets because even as a kid they didn't really appeal. Like I said, the, 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 the toffee, because it was not particularly sweet, I used to like the bonfire toffee. And uh, anything that wasn't overly sweet I would enjoy. But, but I do remember, I've, I'm fairly sure that marathon bars in England were the equivalent of a Snickers bar chocolate and peanuts right basically yeah it? yeah caramel
1: uh, i think nougat <laughs> in it too
0: yeah and i think over the years the name uh, uh marathon has now been replaced in england with snickers but i think a marathon is a snickers bar but that sort of thing and um you know there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of truly ghastly stuff that I, that i never liked because we always used to buy our sweets our candies from what we would call uh, the paper shop. Every village or every little town had a paper shop, which was like a, a mum and pop newsagent, effectively, uh, where you would buy daily papers, magazines, journals, periodicals, mm. that sort of thing. And for the kids, there would be all the usual chocolate. We never used to have Hershey's. That, that, that never arrived over in the States. it was Cadbury a It was Cadbury's, absolutely. It was yeah. It was a big chocolate producer, yeah. Um, and, but, you know that was all rather expensive for us and we'd never, <laughs> we hardly have any money for anything most most certainly not for expensive chocolates and candies but we did used to have a couple of pennies um, and the shopkeeper um, and I remember in our village I think our shopkeeper, news agent was called Mr Spencer in our little paper shop and Mr Spencer used to have a sweet tray which was a wooden tray with little compartments in it and it was filled with sort of very generic, non-branded, very cheap candy sweets, um, fruit salads we used to have, and uh, blackjacks uh, were just little bits of licorice, and um, smarties, sort of loose smarties, that yep. sort of thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and um, all, all rather ghastly, uh, but, they, but, they were, but they were cheap.
1: I think yeah. the closest
0: we had was something called a grab bag. You'd see when I was
1: younger, I remember those, because you didn't know what you were getting
0: yes now we did have we did have those yeah but they were called lucky bags in gotcha. England. Lucky gotcha. bags, and um, i think they started out as literally a little paper bag unbranded that was something that the shopkeepers used to make and, and inside would be a few nondescript pieces of candy and usually a, a completely useless plastic toy that nobody wanted and very seldom worked you know it would be a little tin a, a little plastic whistle or something like that or a you know, little figure of a soldier or something, uh, and I think over a period of time, the, the the sweet manufacturers must have twigged onto this that there was a market here, and we started to see them being branded as lucky bags. Okay. Yeah, the one thing that I always remember that was just truly awful. It, it was something that was called like a spaceship or a flying saucer, and it was two pieces of rice paper, uh, in a sort of in like a bubble wrap form, and in the middle on in the middle of the of the of the rice paper was was sherbet powder and it was yeah so it (laughs) it was awful so you'd bite on this you'd bite on the uh, on the spaceship or the flying sauce whatever it was called you know and you'd have to eat this rather awful rice paper and then the rice paper would sort of dissolve and then you'd have this mouthful of very sour sort of lemon flavor sherbet or something. Did you, you, you never you never had spaceships
1: or no nothing like <laughs> nothing like those. <laughs> no. but, oh, yeah. Bro, I mean we had we had the, us, the stuff that wasn't quite a home run in the mix. We always had there was always around Halloween there was these generic little wrapped they were, you know, wrapped in either orange or, or black paper for the holiday and it was kind of a you'd pull the ends and it would spin open and it was like a, a peanut butter chew. Oh, we
0: had yeah. those which yeah. were kind
1: of generic. I
0: like um, pe- I'd rather like those. I quite like peanut butter. It's not sweet, so I would have quite liked peanut butter.
1: I yeah, I mean, like I say, but it was didn't even compare anywhere near a Reese's Cup for the same thing. Yeah. But uh, there was, you know, your, your harder candies, smart, or Smarties, um, you know, Sweet Tarts. We had ones called Bottle Caps.
0: What are Sweet Hearts? Sweet Tarts.
1: What, what are they? They're just a little like, uh, kind of like a bigger than a Smartie, and they got kind of a little tartness to them, but they're fruit flavors. Oh, okay. You just kind of chew them. Yeah. Um, and then the bottle caps were another version, kind of like that, except they were made kind of based on uh, cola. Like one would be cola flavor, one would be grape soda flavored. Probably like a root beer was in there. But those are your like hard chewing candies.
0: There's two Crunch thing- up, crunching candies. There's two things that we never had in England. You mentioned right there. Grape soda. I, I can never remember seeing grape soda. Really? Yes, never had that. What was the next one you mentioned? It was Oh, um, root beer. Root beer? Root beer. We never had root beer. Yes, I only know root beer Um from watching too much TV, yes, I had no no clue. I think Snoopy was very fond of root beer, I think, wasn't he? Yes, yes.
1: actually. In what? In, in <laughs> gosh, what is it? in one of the specials? He's doing the. He's the World War One flying ace. Yes. and they yeah. they pour him a big frothy root beer, and he, he swigs that
0: down. So, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. I can't remember sweet tarts, sweet tarts, which would have been sweet and tart sound. Yeah. But I do remember. I think we had a, something that was called Sweet Hearts. I hope I've got that name right. And they were like little hard-pressed pieces of rock-hard candy uh, oh, love hearts. They were called love hearts. That's right. And on on, on each sweet, on each piece of candy, it's had a little message written. Oh, on
1: those it. those are here and I forget what they. I don't even know if they have a really particular name in the U.S. It would but be. They're, they're I, I, at Valentine's Day every year. I love you. Or yes, yes. Be mine and yeah, be, all that. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, very yeah. much a valent. It's, it's actually probably the most traditional candy at Valentine's Day. Oh, is that right? Here yeah. and it's like nobody really likes them at all. But they still yes, they sorry. still show up everywhere.
0: <laughs> yes. But the, uh,
1: yeah. And then we also had, okay. I, again, parents would be totally up in arms these days about it, but I still remember getting candy cigarettes. Not a lot, yes. but occasionally you would.
0: We had, we had those chocolate cigarettes. We had them in England, and they were, again, truly awful. Um, truly awful for many reasons, but just in terms of, of, of the flavor. Oh. It was extremely low-quality chocolate. So and, ba- it's very and bad
1: chocolate is bad chocolate.
0: Bad, chocolate there's, no is de- bad no, chocolate, there's no denying, so it's it. very powdery. It's almost like sort of um, what would it be like? Um, like cocoa powder, almost oh like you're making yeah. hot chocolate. It was like compressed yes. cocoa powder, oh <laughs> just awful. And, and once again, that would be wrapped in, in rice paper. Well, they're big on rice paper, apparently, to make them look like cigarettes, you know, and they would be sold in a pack of. I'm going to say a pack of ten or whatever it would be. I'm not really sure, but in in cartons that were most definitely designed to look like a a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, mm. ours were
1: yeah. ours were more little chalky sticks, and yeah, I just remember them being being hardly having any flavor, <laughs> and you just you know pretend with them and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, I I don't think they ever sent me down the the wrong path. I said if the candy's this bad, I'm sure the real <laughs> thing's probably even worse. So. Maybe it was a yeah. good thing. Maybe it was a good deterrent. Yeah,
0: yeah. We used to have licorice pipes as well. That was designed to look like a sort of Magritte painting pipe. Really? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was. Uh, it was uh, again licorice, rock hard licorice, and it was it was formed to look like a sort of Magritte pipe. Oh. Uh, yes, in chocolate cigarettes. But I mean, hopefully they're all banned now. But uh, or like you. Um, I, I never took to smoking cigarettes, <laughs> despite having one or two chocolate cigarettes as a child. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they, they were awful.
1: Well, and, to at Halloween, uh, you know, occasionally people would, would uh, you know, of course, throw in a, a uh, fruit of some sort or something like that. Oh, but yeah. that was not really popular. And, actually, back in the day, there was always this threat of that there's going to be a razor blade in it or some sort what? of. I must have been urban myth, because I don't know that it ever actually happened. But. You could take your candy bag to the hospital on Halloween night, and they would run it through the x-ray machine for you. Now, my parents, we never did that. How awful, Dad. How awful to you
0: know, for kids to have to think about doing that. That's Again, terrible. I think it's an urban legend that yeah. probably well, never, never actually is, happened.
1: Well, wow. but uh, yeah, we, you know, we just really didn't get, you know, we wouldn't eat the fruit anyway. And then, you know, then you get the occasional like pop homemade something like a popcorn ball,
0: yeah, or something somebody. But well, I don't, I, I don't that, know that how like I was a...
1: about something being made in somebody's kitchen, <laughs> especially
0: really? if I don't know them. So, yeah. see, I was the opposite, really. I mean, I, I, I can speak from many kids growing up my age in England. I'm sure that most of our stuff was actually made at home. You know, like I say, the 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 bonfire toffee, that very hard black toffee that you used to have to have use a hammer to break up that was always that was always made at home and there was a rhyme a little rhyme that went with with uh, Guy Fawkes now let me see if I can it was remember remember the 5th of November gunpowder treason and plot and we in England should never forget the gunpowder treason and plot or something it was something like that you know and it was something we used to Dance around the dance around the fire while Guy Fawkes was burnt in effigy. Like kids do. Like, like kids
1: do. <laughs> come on, come on, yeah. youngins! Let's all gather yeah, around.
0: Something like that. We'll have to, have to look online. Hey, if you're interested, have a look on, I don't know, Wikipedia or on Google. I'm, I'm, sure sure I'm, sure it, I'm sure it's there. Very fascinating history back there. Yeah. And um, um, baked potatoes were, were the thing to have on, on um Bonfire night on the 5th of November. And traditionally, they would be potatoes, baked potatoes that's wrapped in tin foil, aluminum, aluminium foil, and they would be put in the embers of the bonfire. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you'd scrape, I mean, the bonfire would probably go for, you know, burn for hours, but it would scrape some of the burning coals to one side and, uh, you know, cook the baked potato in the, in the embers of the fire and then open them and always have them with baked beans and too much butter. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah. That's the secret of making making good kedgeree. By the way, I was told by a great friend once. now that, what is that? Kedgeree is a sort of um, it, it's a rice. It's a basically a rice dish from uh, from India, Pakistan. Oh, okay. And um, uh, it has, if I remember right, it has it's it, it's a lot of rice, and I think I think kippers are involved in it, smoked fish. Okay. And uh, good friend of mine. Uh, years ago, he said, "What do you know?" The, he said, "Do you know the secret of making making good kedgeree?" And I said, "No, Robin. What's the secret?" He "Says too much butter," which means you can never have too much butter yeah. in kedgeree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, So that no, was you
1: put on the health plate.
0: Yeah, that's right. That was so. That was a secret to a good uh, good baked potato as well. Was too mu- too much.
1: Butter. Well, when did you notice that things maybe were
0: were evolving Halloween wise back then? I would suggest it was probably most certainly not in my day, uh, but. Shh not in the 60s, not in the 70s, maybe around the mid-1980s. But this would be a direct result, Kevin, for sure, of England having American TV shows and the idea of trick-or-treating and... Carrying you know, it over, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And now, of course, it's, it's a big thing. And I, in a way, I'm rather sad to say, but I think Bonfire Night, Guy Fawkes Night, is is dying off in favour of... Halloween taking over oh really yeah that is sad you lose something out of the deal it's a 400 plus year old tradition so I mean I'm always one for tradition and I think it's great to keep that alive Uh, but of course you know as we've just been discussing when you actually look at the base elements of what Guy Fawkes night bonfire night is celebrating you know it's the torture and execution of a a prisoner it's not (laughs) and these things just get lost in history you know well, of course, I mean, Halloween in, in the U.S. really has
1: evolved to be, you know, about kids and kids in costumes and right. going to get candy. I mean, that's the, the core element. You have adult parties and stuff like that. Sure, everybody gets dressed up, and there's all these fun things around it and, and other things, haunted houses and such like that. Yes,
0: but. yeah, yeah. Now, the other thing, uh, there's, there's a striking difference. I know that um, uh, Halloween in the States is not the day for setting off fireworks, but it, as we just chatted about before. November the 5th in England is our day for setting off fireworks. But uh, I was always so super impressed with the quality of the fireworks that you guys had in the States in comparison in comparison to the tiny little things we used to celebrate with in England. You know, I mean, no great explosions, no wonderful colored detonations in the sky, but tiny little things that went bang. I mean, we used to call them bangers And you'd buy them from, once again, you would buy them from the paper shop, uh, which seemed to be, folks often talk about the pub in England being the sort of the gravitational centre of most small communities. Everyone would meet in in the pub. Well, as adults, they would. But as children, uh, you know, if if we're strolling around the village on a Saturday Afternoon for example and you went into the paper shop you would invariably meet half a dozen of your school friends They were in there reading the comics and, and buying sweets and generally making a yeah, gathering themselves. gathering spot. Yes, absolutely Yeah, yeah, and 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 on when it was getting close to bonfire day bonfire night the week before the news agents the paper shops would start to stock fireworks and we would, on a Saturday afternoon, be waiting for the delivery van to arrive and, and using our few pennies that we'd managed to amass from, selling, you know, from asking for a penny for the guy. We would buy some of these little fireworks, and uh, bangers were the things that we used to like. So you'd buy a box of 10 or a box of 20, but they were very small and, you know, not. Not very yeah, impressive. Here they're firecrackers. Fine. Okay. So about the, about the size of a cigarette. Yeah, we were about, about half the size
1: before. and not not quite as wide. Yeah. Right. And yes. You'd buy them here. I grew up in a in a county that didn't allow fireworks, but we did have a, a lake house, so we would always be heading down to the lake house on July Fourth, being summer and everything like that. So we would stop at one of the stands. I'd load up. And we'd go on in. Now, we didn't have a ton of money to spend, so you'd buy some of the firecrackers. Well, they are all actually interwoven together. Yeah. So the idea was you'd light one and just throw it, and it'd just bang, 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 bang. And go through the whole thing. Well, I thought, as a kid, why would I do that? <laughs> right. So I would always un- unravel them and take them out so I can do one at a time and they it last a lot yeah. longer.
0: Well, I could, it, yeah, that would be a terrifying proposition for us in our little villages <laughs> in England. Getting rid of all those bangers in one go. No, we'd never do that. I mean, if we bought 10 bangers, we would expect them to last at least a we, you know, sort of average about one a day. Gather, round. We're yeah, gather around. We're going to do one for this afternoon. That's right. We're going to set off a banger. You know, like bang. Well, that, that's the excitement of today. Join us tomorrow, and we'll, we'll let off another banger.
1: That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had uh, we had bottle rockets, and the just the basic bottle rockets were pretty cheap. They mm. were they, the top of them was kind of like like a like a firecracker and how it was constructed, and it was on a balsa stick, and you would uh, set it in a you know, coke bottle to right. kind of keep the aim. Upward and light it, and it would it would shoot up, and it would give what they called a report, which was just a, a bang. It wouldn't right. do any light or anything like that. You couldn't even see them, I think, even at night. Yes, but yeah. They those. weren't they weren't expensive, but being at the lake, we would shoot them into the water, and they'd go down under the water, and then go boom, and come a bubble would come up. So that was kind of interesting. his, his best place cool. to have fireworks is the lake because there's plenty
0: of water around if you need it. Well, we're sitting at the lake tonight. Unfortunately, we haven't got any fireworks, so. Let, well, again, me, now you have a goal for next year. So you'd you'd, you'd set the fireworks off
1: underwater. So you'd shoot them into the water sometimes. No kidding. I mean, we do other things with them, but uh, and two, you'd, you'd be surprised, but a smoke bomb will actually work underwater. We would light it and drop it in the water, and it would make this cloud of whatever color in the <laughs> water, and eventually the current would just wash it away.
0: Like a little depth charge, really. It was like
1: a depth charge. Yeah. Well, we actually had this, we had a, f- a dock that kind of would go up and down because it's partially floating. Right. And there was the guide pipes. Well, those guide pipes would get filled with just gunk throughout the years. Okay. So I'd love to send a bottle rocket uh, down the pipe, <laughs> and it would just send this cannon of just sludge up, up into food. the air. Yeah, yeah. And just a big boom. So, so that was always fun. I'm sure wow. Dad was looking out the window going, what is he doing now?
0: Well, I tell you what. I've never, I've never heard until today the idea of letting fireworks off on the water. The, the thought would never have occurred to me. But we
1: had uh, a couple of neighbor, <laughs> neighbors. They would, they would kind of do the bigger show. They right. were, they were actually kind of pretty affluent, and they would get a big, big setup going. And the, the their eldest son, who I think was, you know. You know, in his late 20s or something like that, we'd go down on the dock and set everything up, and then on on the night of July 4th, he would he would set up a an extravaganza, yeah. which was always always nice. We had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. The, the the poor victim of the whole thing was our beagle, and uh, he would be cow- <laughs> cowered old... under something, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was around know. his birthday. Yeah. I can't remember what his birthday was, but it was close to that time. I said that, and my mom always say that poor dog always had the most frightened birthdays ever.
0: Poor old do- yeah, well, doggies don't like fireworks. Oh do they the no. Well. It's unfortunate that your beagle had his birthday around July the fourth.
1: Yeah, he went, he's had a rough time, but
0: yes. And uh, the other thing that we were allowed to have, and again they were fairly cheap, so that that meant it was affordable. Of course, was uh, sparklers. You know. Oh, really, did. we definitely had the sparklers. Yes. Yeah. Now I imagine. And I've never done it, but just thinking now, that I imagine they would burn underwater, so, wouldn't they? Have you Probably. You one in the water? I
1: don't recall trying that. I'm sure I did. They now, strike they me as the
0: sort of thing that would burn you underwater. You dip
1: them, you know, when they finished, they were still that burning ember at the bottom, and they so you dip them in the water to cool it. I remember doing that, yeah. but I don't remember ever sticking it in while burning. I'm sure I did, though, yes. as a kid. You'd, well. you'd think we tried everything.
0: Yes, and so that sparkler, whatever the chemical was, it was, in England, it was wrapped around, it was dipped on a piece of wire, like welding rod. So Yeah, it was, it was steel. that's where they are yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the
1: standard ones that we're talking about are probably, like, nine inches long, although they have much larger ones. And they, you'll see, them, they're more and more at weddings and such like that, when people walk out, they'll, they'll, they'll burn them and stuff like that. And they're definitely not regulated, like, like the fireworks, like most any county or whatever. Remember, you can go get them
0: yeah. probably at any store, probably at your target or whatever you yeah, learn some learn something every day talking to you, Kevin. So, uh, uh, weddings in the states, you use sparklers to welcome the couple after the into the reception. Is that, is that what happens? Part, uh, yeah.
1: Huh? Uh, after leaving the reception, that's that's one option. And it all goes back a, a few years back. I can't remember. Maybe in a couple of decades now, where they found that rice wasn't so good because you throw the rice, birds would come and eat the rice, and yeah. it would actually it could kill them. They would just eat eat it until they just it was bad oh, for them. Yeah, well. So then, then they, they changed had, yeah. it to birdseed. So then it went to birdseed for a good while. Oh, okay. And then now now more and more you see sparklers, if they're finishing up in the evening, uh, or bubbles uh,
0: yeah, during okay, the daytime. Yeah.
1: So that's usually... I think bubbles and sparklers have yeah. really taken over as the exit celebration
0: for, I don't, a, for a couple. I, I don't recall any... I mean, I've been to very few weddings, but I don't recall any rice being thrown in England. I do remember... Confetti? Does that? I mean, would, did you used to throw confetti at weddings? I never. I? I've never been to one or heard of that in the states. Yeah. It's. Yeah. So, I mean, the confetti that was thrown at weddings in England was was originally just paper. You know, it's just fund, I don't know recycled paper. I'm not sure anybody used to recycle back in the sixties and seventies, but it was tiny little bits of bits of different coloured paper that was cut into star shaped and horseshoe shaped for good luck and you know, that sort of thing, multicoloured. And it would get thrown over the, the, the you know, the, the happy couple. But again, I think, like you described with the rice, um, it created such a mess around the around the churches. And I, I think the animals used to eat the birds probably used to eat it, and it wasn't very good for them. And I have a feeling, I may be wrong here, I may be misremembering this, but I have a feeling it it became necessary. To, it was it had to be edible paper. Like, again, like rice, kind of rice paper, paper, like rice paper. I, I tell
1: you, they make everything in England out of rice paper back we seem,
0: then? Well, you know, <laughs> we seem to... <laughs> I do seem to remember an awful lot of things. I just, I, I just, got, I just
1: got a new car, about 90% of it's rice paper.
0: <laughs> yes, I, I must say, despite the fact, you know, I say I've got a, a savoury tooth, not a sweet tooth, and rice paper was not sweet in my, in my experience, it was awful It had this sort of like sour almond taste to it it was probably all stale it was like a stale taste oh, you know I don't know if it I've ever
1: was. had it and at, at this description <laughs> I probably hope I never do
0: yeah and you could buy it in sheets and I you know I'm, I'm slightly lost of, of of what you're supposed to do with it maybe it was used in some baking or do we, we seem to remember having a lot of... Yeah, you're right. There used to be a lot of rice paper in England. At least in my experience, we used to have rice paper all around the place.
1: I can't think it was ever in my kitchen or my mom's kitchen that I ever recall.
0: I, <laughs> well, you know, that's another, I, that's another thing I must look on Google now or, or YouTube or however we're going to do our research in 2020 to find out... I was about to say, I think we've created quite a project to go research today. To, to find out the history of... Of rice paper, yeah. So that, so there we are. So those are two different, are um, two different celebrations. Yes. So it's quite interesting, actually, having this conversation with you tonight at the at the lake because Halloween, as I'm now aware in the states, is is a is a big celebration. But when I was growing up as a kid, hardly anybody was aware of it in England, and, which I do find surprising. Yeah. Yeah, and, and in and in you know conversely bonfire night or guy fawkes night in england was a big occasion that we all look forward to and hardly know about it in the states i'm guessing oh i can't i there's an extremely small percentage that would have a clue what you're talking about mm. i'm sure so. yeah so there we are you know two two different cultures separated by by the atlantic ocean and uh, of course, we're, you know, again, England is more and more aware of, of Halloween because of TV, and it's now taken over, most definitely. Um, and I think the other thing that happened in England with Bonfire Night and, and Fireworks Night, as it's also known, is, it, it you know, it's just the danger of injuries from fireworks. And those private celebrations of, of just family or two families getting together started to fall away in favour of more... Organized displays for safety reasons. Yeah, you know? the so, community together. Yes, yeah, so the town or the village would have one big bonfire But there was still I mean it was still a fairly big thing, you know, I mean the uh, some of those bonfires as I remember as a kid would have been 30 feet tall. Oh, yeah. I mean you know, it was about- <laughs> so if you're gonna have the whole town in my might, might gonna make it grand Yeah, and the villagers I remember like the villagers at the time you know, we would be building the fom- bonfire, it would be a communal thing, and the bonfire would be, it would take a good week or two weeks to everyone bring their, you know, it's not just rubbish trash, it would be woods, you know, yep. bring all your wood down, and, uh, tinder, and uh, yeah, all, yeah all of that stuff, and, and, and build this big conical, you know, bonfire, but, um, the little celebrations started to fall away, but what, I, I don't know about you, I'm sure you We'll be in agreement with this. The, the quality of fireworks now that we have available to us are just phenomenal. I mean, we're very unlucky in Charlotte having the nice baseball ground down in down in town because they have quite a number of yeah, fireworks. our, our minor league baseball the team, yeah. they're,
1: they're based uptown. So when they do a night night game, I think everybody that lives down there gets a great uh, fireworks show right out their balcony.
0: Yeah, and I've been to two or three of them. Uh, I mean, trying to follow baseball is still quite a challenge for me but I do I do enjoy it I enjoy the atmosphere down at the Charlotte Knights game it's a beautiful little stadium they built down in Charlotte but with the added attraction at the end of the evening of having these firework nights and you know we were, we were discussing these little you know bangers that we used to let off or firecrackers and now when you look at the the in- the incredible complexity of modern fireworks, how they'll sort of display and display and display different colors and all going at the same time. It's mean, just phenomenal. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a cottage industry with a lot of talent. It is, isn't it, really? Yeah, oh, I look
1: forward to it. I look forward to it very much. Well, well, good. well I think we've covered some very interesting topics tonight.
0: <laughs> we have. and Thank you again for joining us. And you've seen now basically what what the idea with our podcast matching the other guy is going to be we're not really <laughs> it's not really about much at all is it but I do like the idea of just sitting down and having a chat you can hear the planes going over here and uh, we are you know we're recording we literally this. sitting on the porch we're recording this on the porch on, la- on Lake Wiley and I hope you've enjoyed episode one and if you feel so inclined join us again for episode two absolutely we'd love to have you yeah say goodbye Kevin goodbye bye bye